Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and thank you very much for downloading the Wednesday Club on the Manchester Football Social Podcast. Uh, just give us five stars. Tell us you like it, uh, because the the more ratings you give us, the higher we go up, and the more people start listening. Uh, and we've got... What do you mean? That's how it works, Danny. Yeah, Danny, Danny right. Jackson's here. Steve John Disagree with me. Uh, Blue Side of Manchester, represented by Danny. Uh, Red Side by Steve today, and we've got a special yep. guest, Laura. Hello, Laura. Hello. Uh, this is after the show. Did you enjoy your time on it? I did. It was very, very, very fun. I thought a fight might have happened at one point, but you yeah, know, yeah. it calmed down eventually. Have you seen Trip him him. He's not going to take <laughs> me <laughs> on, is he? <laughs> no, that's a tease if ever you've heard one. We're going to be talking about Marcus Rashford and Herrera. We're going to be having a little chat about the Manchester City film The Keeper, as well as bringing up names from the past like David Moyes and Lou Van Gaal. Yeah. And Peter Barnes as well. Yes. Legend, City legend. Enjoy the show. Manchester Football Social. Welcome to the Manchester Football Social. It is Wednesday and we're here for next the next hour talking all things Manchester City, Manchester United. Any news in the Greater Manchester area, any football chat, you want to have a discussion about 0345 777 Come and have your say in what is essentially your show. I'm here on the red side of Manchester, as always, with his lovely smile. It's yes. Steve Shanyaski. Hello, Hello Steve. Joe. Hello, everyone. The blue side of Manchester, Danny Jackson. Good evening, Danny. Good evening, Joe. And a special guest joining us throughout the whole of today's show is Laura Beth. Uh, hello, Laura. You all right? Laura, you're one of the first female stadium announcers in English football. Yes, you, I am. Thank wow. you very much for coming <laughs> on the Wednesday Club. We're going to have a chat with you, uh, you Laura, uh, later on in the show, as well as discussing some things like contracts for Manchester United. Why hasn't Herrera signed a new deal yet? We're also going to be looking at a possible move for Rashford away from the club. One of the big European teams wants him. Who could that be? Uh, and Aguero. The debate always rings around this time of the year. Why isn't he given the trophy? The kind of the, the name 
that he deserves as a legend. We don't really look at him as a legend. So let's go into that a bit more and a bit more detail. And that is all later on in the show. And a special review from Danny Jackson. We spoke about it last week. He was invited to the premiere. Ooh, His first premiere, premiere of The Keeper, which is yes. a Bert Troutman film. Uh, you're going to do a sort of Mark Kermode-esque review for that? Good. Whatever you need, Joe. I'll get the music ready. You get the review. Cool. Uh, right, before we get into that, international break. Uh, happy international break, everyone. This yeah, is what, yeah. Yeah, that's about five, right. Five, five one. Yeah. one I mean, wow. Um, yeah. One thing I'd be fascinated about during this international break it is just how much... Uh, media sto- uh, media can can create something out of nothing. Just how much the newspapers and the journalists can can go rummaging around and find stories out of nowhere. Just how much the players seem to say stuff that sparks a debate out of nowhere. Pogba, you've seen it this week. Just how much certain ex pros come into the game and have certain chats with uh, with like the likes of BBC etc. And just uh, Lou Van Gaal comes out of nowhere as well. So Lou Van Gaal has had a chat with the BBC <laughs> and um, he's just talked about his time at United. When you say you Lou Van Gaal to you, uh, Steve, what's the first couple of thoughts in your head? Prick, Lou Van Gaal. One prickly guy. He was so prickly, wasn't he? <laughs> I'm glad you I said really Lee then. You said something else. <laughs> I can't there was, there lie. There was always going to be two syllables coming there. Calm down, guys. <laughs> prickly guy. I just saw, one. I just saw Joe's face go white with fear then. He, wondered what, he was looking for that dump button, weren't you, Joe? Yeah, I was like, what is going on? Crab right. football, passing sideways, never forward, miserable guy off the pitch. I mean, yeah. He was, was he, you're going to ask me in a bit, was he a great manager for United? I don't think so. He was just plugging that gap until what happened when Ollie, Ollie turned up. This is all I can feel. He's, Ollie's the only manager I felt true love for. I, I, I realise that. Apart from Fergie, obviously. I realise that now. And uh, Michael Carrick, when he took over for 48 hours. <laughs> the things that, are we going to talk about that? that yeah, we'll get into he that. We'll get into he that. achieved a lot. Uh, Laura Beth, you know, I was working for Rochdale, and you might be Rochdale in your heart. You do also like Manchester United as well, you supporter? I do. Perfect. When I said Louis van Gaal to you, uh, what sort of thoughts come in your head? Oh, he he wasn't liked. I think that's a good way to put it, quite easily. Um, yeah, there was a lot of issues around him. The fans didn't like him, and I think if the fans don't get behind the manager... The manager doesn't get behind the club, and then the club ultimately doesn't do as well as it should do. Yeah. Any games that stand out? Because when I obviously defines you, and I was trying to think if I said to you right now about Lou Van Gaal and his time at Manchester United, would there be any games that stood out to you in particular? And I don't believe any of you can no, not really. say anything that stand out. I remember him rolling around on the floor that one time, stuff like that. That that stands out. And how horrendous he was afterwards and signing players that they got rid of a year. Did he sign Di Maria? Was that him? Yeah, Di Maria Falcao as well. So some really weird signings and we got rid of them and then we ended up getting rid of him. I loved him, by the way. <laughs> I absolutely did, loved him. Of course I did. I love Louis Van Gaal. Not only was he mad as a box of frogs, um, the guy pretty much ran you into the ground, didn't he? You know, he, he did his best to disrupt pretty much every single aspect of the club. He's not changed that much since he's, uh, he's left. He's pretty much bad-mouthing everything that goes on at Old Trafford. I think I think today he said that Solskjaer is basically just doing the same job that Mourinho did. He's just lucky that he's getting slightly better results. He's tipped City to win the Champions League. This is a guy, what's not to like? He's, he's, he's completely bonkers. Um 
uh, you know, obviously he came, he came with a big reputation, didn't he, as well at United? You know, he came with a huge reputation. It was really strange when you're joking aside. It was really strange when you look at it because, you know, the the trophies that he'd won and the clubs that he'd managed, you thought, I'm sure, like you, you United fans, you United fans must have gone, this is a great manager. This could be a manager that really could take on the mantle of Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Um, but... It just didn't mix, did it? It just didn't, for whatever reason, him and the club just did not um, click. Uh, his style of football was pretty much the same as Mourinho's. You know, it was very dull, yeah. like you say, very side. Maybe even more sideways, He loved Matic because it was perfect for stuff like that, you know, never going forward. Uh, and, you know, he, it really just didn't work out for him. And uh, did, didn't he win... Did it, I ain't got a clue about what won the FA Cup. I read, yeah, I read, he, won, I, he won a trophy, didn't he? I thought he won, he won, a trophy, won the yeah. FA Cup in 2016. But he also came, he got a second place when um, when Leicester won, I think. That was him as well, wasn't it? So. Uh, <laughs> sorry, there's weird with. mumbling. There's weird mumbling going on in the well, studio. Yeah, it's, it's, called, it's my presenting out. style. Steve, you crack on. I'm going <laughs> to do some investigating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I say <laughs> Louis van Gaal, then uh, you've had. Three managers sacked for Manchester United since Sir Alex Ferguson left the club. Uh, David Moyes, Jose Mourinho, Louis van Gaal. It's time for you to put them in order from the worst to the best that United <laughs> have had. Uh, take the wheel, Steve Shanyaski. Worst? Worst, is, I'd say Moyes. Sacked him after six or seven months. Second worst, I would say Mourinho. Absolutely can't stand the guy at all. I think he's... In the end, it got so sour and nasty and venomous. It was clearly obvious he wanted to get sacked. He's probably cost us more than any other manager. And then Van Hal was like treading water in a swimming bath. He got the job done. Not much happened. It was just all been hanging around. And then hopefully Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is going to get us something. I mean, I, we had a big chance there to at least keep stay in the FA Cup, but not much happened. I read that interview that he did... Uh, Van Hal, and one of the main things that made me chuckle was how anyone, whenever they get the opportunities, is sending a dig into Paul Scholes for his 31 days at Oldham and not being able to cope. All he's done is Scholes, he was slagging off every manager that was at United, and then as soon as as soon as he had a chance, it's just Mourinho's had his dig, Van Hal's had his dig. It's pretty amusing. I mean, his 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 time must have been tough at Oldham, but it does tickle me that they're all getting it in, and maybe even Moyes will have a crack at some point. <laughs> he got seven months and then got shifted. I mean, I feel I still feel cruel on Moyes. It was like it was just a terrible situation. Did Fergie pick him and he endorsed him and he came in? And then everyone just lost instant love for him. Even if he could have achieved something, he just didn't have so, any, think, any cre credibility with the club at all. Yeah, I think what we're getting at here is that, you know, Manchester United's next manager has to be right. Yeah. And because of everything that's happened over the last three managers have been sacked since Sir Alex. The next manager has to be right. And we'll go back to a point that we've said time and time again on this show. And I, you know, we and Danny will argue about this. The signing of Solskjaer, even if United want to do it now, they shouldn't do it now. Because the manager of Manchester United, the next manager, has to be spot on. We can't be in a situation this time next year where we're speaking about four seconds of Manchester United managers. We want a manager with stability that can control this club all the way to a trophy or a Premier League title or Champions League, whatever. So I still think that that is why it's taken so long to secure... The, uh, the the name on the sheet for who is in charge next year. So by that then you're saying Solskjaer isn't the right man for United because he's I'm not spot on. It feels like that's what you're saying, Joe, doesn't it? 
No, I'm that's so how it sounded. No, because what, what I'm saying is... This is an interview is, process. It's not over yet. Yeah, but it's not over yet. But again, from all intents and purposes, a lot of people behind the scenes, yourself it's and Alex names. Boardman, were, were saying that it was already done behind the scenes. You know, they're gonna, they just not announced it. So what I'm trying to say there is, uh, my point was always, well, why not announce it? Keep that euphoria mm. going of his winning, you know, his winning streak. I actually said if they did give him the job before the, the Arsenal game or the, the, the Wolves game, I don't think you'd have lost them two games. I think the, the momentum would have carried on. Um, so, yeah, I, but let's be honest here. He didn't, you know, when you, I suppose it's not all about a CV. Louis van Gaal came with a huge CV, a lot of expectation on his shoulders. Solskjaer's come with pretty much nothing on his CV, other mm. than the fact he's played, he's a legend for Manchester United, and he's had and an amazing start. And relegated, relegated <laughs> Cardiff, yeah. Um, you know, he's played, he's, played, he's managing, in, you know, in Norway at the moment, is it Mould in, in Norway yeah. as well? You know, it's it's hardly kind of named in lights, is it? So, But he's come and he's done a great job. So if, if that is the case, and they have already already made the mind up that he's the right guy why not announce it though Joe? Yeah. Why, why not why not get it out there I don't I don't get the downside to doing <laughs> because that because of well I think made. I think it's just sort of you're looking at what could go wrong between now and then if Ollie knows that he's getting the job but something drastically goes wrong and there's a breakdown then the, the only fallout between him getting sacked again or getting told to one side actually we've made a mistake would be between the board and Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer whereas if they announce it now and the whole uh, the whole fan base is behind Ollie and they know he's going to be the next manager but something breaks down between now and the end of the season which is still the interview process then when he, if they don't give him the full time role or if they go do you know what I actually think we made a mistake here the mistake isn't public. The mistake is just between Ollie and the board. Because what if he makes a massive mistake? What if we don't get top four? What if? You yeah, know? But is that a massive mistake? I mean, he took on the mantle when you never looked like you were ever going to get the top four. He's yeah. the reason you are even talking about having a chance of winning, getting it, you know, winning a Champions League True. place is because of what Solskjaer's brought to the club. So if he didn't, surely that you can't still can't say that's a failure. You know, he's, he's got you in that mix again. Um, as I said, I'm a City fan. You know, I'm going to poke a bit of fun at this situation. Of course I am, but. You know, I, I actually do believe if Solskjaer gets the job, he'll be sat before the end of next season. I said that. I said that. I, I, I don't believe he's strong enough as a manager going forward to manage Manchester United. I think he's had that honeymoon period. I think now he's lost a couple of games, he's going to find it so much more difficult because yeah. he was working on the basis of pat on the back's motivation. But when, when you're not winning, you've got to be a little bit more direct. One thing you would say about Solskjaer is, you know, I was listening to this earlier today on another show, that, you know, defensively, he's tightened up that United defence unbelievably. Yeah. You know, he's, uh, I think, is it just behind Liverpool? They, they've got the best defensive record mm. in the Premier League since Solskjaer took over. So he's getting it right at the back. Isn't he's that kind of right. a legacy of Mourinho, though, that part yeah, the bus? He, but he plays that counter-attack counter side. Yeah. And I, wouldn't have said, I wouldn't have necessarily said Solskjaer's part of the bush. You watch a lot more, more of them than I do. I'm not saying part of the bush. But they're very, but very counter-attack orientated, aren't they? they were, you know, but the great thing that Solskjaer's doing that maybe Mourinho didn't is he's utilised in the likes of Rashford and Martial to, for the pace, you know, and, and, and hitting him on the counter-attack. And you've been frightening in spells under him. But I ultimately don't think he, long-term, he's going to be strong enough to be a Man United manager. So, yeah, give him the job, sack him before next season. It's just another merry-go-round. <laughs> Laura, what are you making of all this? Um, so, I'm a big fan of, uh, fan of Solskjaer. I think he's doing very well. Yeah. I think he's got the passion behind the club which is something that the previous managers haven't. Mourinho didn't even live in Manchester. He just didn't. Manchester wasn't his city. Manchester United, he wasn't passionate about the club. The fans, again, didn't get behind the manager. Everyone's got behind Solskjaer. I think 
you know, give it. It's he's proven himself so far. I think I do agree waiting, but I still think that he's the man for the job. There's three. It's not just Solskjaer though. There's three, isn't there? It's a feeling and Carrick as well. The three of them yeah, are the operating as one be. mind. Um, and also, I've, my theory is yes, he's going to get next season, and United is just going to sit and wait and see if Pochettino pops up, and then and then have him. That's my theory. However, Solskjaer does. If Solskjaer does amazing next season, or even gets top four, that gives him a bit of credentials, and then next season, see how we actually get on. He'll be buying the players that he wants to see on that pitch, and all the rest of it. At the end of next season, if nothing's happened, he'll be gone and. There'll be a list of names. Pochettino is 100% on the top of that list. And haven't United brought in a director of football now as well? No, I, was just gonna, I, I, was just, I thought that, that was something that they were, they were looking at doing. So, so, I mean, if that is going to come into play, in a way, because I was just going to make a point that are they going to give Solskjaer the money to spend on the players he wants? But if a director of football comes in and takes ownership of the, you know, who they buy, yeah. it's just about the manager managing them then. So it probably doesn't matter too much. But I just think, I, I could say, I just don't think, I think Solskjaer has a great has had a great start as a manager for United. I honestly don't think you guys are going to get the best out of him long term. I just don't think he's I don't think he's at that level tactically experienced. I mean, you know, it's all right managing Cardiff and Molder, but this is United. You know, they're a huge global brand. You know, and to to, to take ownership like Fergie did. You know, he ran everything, didn't he? He ran yeah. everything in that club, which is what made it so successful during his tenure. Can you see Solskjaer doing that? I just, I just really can't. Right. He needs a lot more support around him. He's growing. He's growing. We had a good chat there about uh, Manchester United managers because it is the biggest job in football, you'd say. Uh, we are going to have hardest a chat. Job the hardest job in football. Uh, Laura Beth, uh, you are here. We're going to have a chat with you in a couple of minutes, if you don't mind. Uh, we're also going to get Peter Barnes on the phone uh, as well. We're here till seven o'clock today. Can we have your, your say? Eight double seven double one oh three four five treble one seven six two five, and we'll continue the show right after this. Manchester. Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. Good evening, it is the Wednesday Club here on XS Manchester. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I am, um, I've been uh, given the mantle here. Look at this, Joe has stepped to one side for a couple well, of minutes. It's only right. Thanks. Because what we're going to be talking about, I'll take over. Because I'm getting bullied. I'm getting bullied by three, two and a half United fans in this uh, in, in this studio. <laughs> not allowed to say Joe's a United fan. Um, so, all right. Um, whatever. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we have got uh, a very special guest on the line now uh, to talk about a very sad story and a sad event um, on the line I am joined by former City winger PFA Young Player of the Year in 1976 can you believe that Mr Peter Lionel Messi Barnes how are you doing Pete? I'm alright thanks Danny how are you? I'm good mate I'm good now you know, I'd love to, to, to get you on talking about City and, and you know excited for the, the potential of the season mate but we're, I wanted to have a chat with you um, very sad news yesterday broke of uh, a complete and utter City legend Bernard Halford uh, sadly yeah. passing away um, a long fight with, with cancer um, tell us a little bit about the great man Pete I mean he's somebody you will know very very well from your time at the club yeah I mean we, we, we all all the lads that work on match days these days you know for us sort of 10 years we've, we've worked with Bernard and, you know he's he's part of the club he's part of the community and what a wonderful man another great soul award has passed away unfortunately yeah. um, he was a wonderful man in the main road days you know he's come on the coach with all the players home and away matches cracked a joke and um, 
if there is somebody that was Manchester City through and through, it would be Bernard Holford. Yeah. And, um, and he yeah. was known as that, Pete, wasn't he? He was known as Mr. Manchester City. I mean, he, he lived and yeah. breathed the club, didn't he? He supported them, you know, in his younger days. Went on, I think, was it, um, he, he was club secretary for 40 years. Then when he retired, he was a lifetime president. You know, th- this is a guy that, ble- you know, that bled blue. Yeah, definitely. And he, I remember him, he did, you know, his longest surviving secretary, I think, in the Football League. And then um, did a great job at Oldham before he, he came to Manchester City. And, um, you know, worked close with my father in the 70s and 80s and 90s. And just latterly, you know, he got involved with the ex-players an awful lot and um, did a great job. And I'm just so glad I went with him to play last year in a City Vets game in Selkirk for the, for the Bobby Johnson Memorial mm. uh, Trust. And um, he came on the minibus with us and we had a, we had a laugh on the bus. And, you know, it was nice to take him to Spain a few times with the vets when we'd gone out to play charity matches in Spain. Mm. He'd come along for a trip and uh, we, we just got to him even more. And uh, a lovely, humble man um, who loved City through and through. And he'd be badly missed because he was part of the furniture. And certainly on match days on a Saturday, we've missed him since he'd been poorly the last sort of six or nine months in and out of hospital, like you said earlier. Have, yeah. And it was a great, a great sad loss to, to, to lose him last night. Yeah, and, um, you know, this is, I mean, obviously since he passed away, the outpour of emotion from people, particularly on kind of social media for Bernard, just shows how much he was loved, how much he was respected. You know, I think Pep has recently been uh, to hospital to to spend a bit of time and have a chat with him. You know, this was a guy that was, was loved, but he was so intelligent. You know, he was so, like you say, humble and down to earth. Anybody within the club, whether it be the tea lady or, you know, or Pep Guardiola, felt they could talk to him and, and you know he was that kind of he's kind of the go-to guy in a lot of ways at City yeah and he sort of never changed over the years anybody could go to him I think even the club used to lean on him when they had problems concerning fines or you know misdemeanors with the club they'd go to Bernard to get advice because he knew all he knew every piece of paper that the football league was about and the FA and and, uh, he knew all the rules and regulations and um, certainly anybody at the club had a problem they could always go to Bernard because he knew the answer (laughs) he'd been in the game all his life and uh, from a secretarial point of view he he was spot on with all his answers and um, he'd be very sadly missed because as you say everyone loved him he did a lot for charity the last five or ten years and um, we're all going to miss him on a match day the lads that work with him you know Um, certainly my condolences go to Karen and his family they're lovely people and um, as I say it's still not sunk in yet with a lot of us but Mm. um, we know he was poorly for such a long time yeah yeah and um, the last man to leave Main Road as well, you know, Bernard, apparently, yeah. he was the guy who locked the gates on the way out. You know, this is this is just, yeah. you know, again, when you talk about it, I can tell you're getting quite emotional, like like myself and a lot, of, a lot of City fans. I mean, just kind of finally on that, Pete, you know, a guy that will be missed, um, but we've got some amazing memories and I'm sure the club uh, will honour him in the right way. Yeah, definitely. I think I think even the ex-players will miss him or anybody else because he was he's semi-retired now and he was still working on match days. But he was starting to get involved with the ex-players association, <clears throat> help organise the dinners, and uh, you know even get involved with the vets team and do more for the for the ex-players association. And um, mm. it'd be very it'd be badly missed in, in all quarters. And um, he, as I say, he had blue blood in his veins. He was he was Manchester City through and through. He was. Listen, Pete, I know it was quite hard for you to talk about that. Thanks for uh, your time. Uh, look after yourself and I'll see you next week for the, uh, for, yeah. the, for the Cardiff game, mate. Yeah, 
you will. God bless. Thanks for coming on, Pete. Cheers, Pete. Peter Barnes. I mean, what a player he was back in the day. I always, I've done quite a few events with Peter, and I've always, I've always introduced him as the original Lionel Messi <laughs> because he was before my time. But my dad described him. He said, I asked my dad once, say, describe Peter Barnes to me as a player, and he says. He was like Lionel Messi. He could beat someone. His centre of gravity. He was quick. He could score goals. You know, he was he was a class act. And he's, as a bloke, he was a, as a class act. As was Bernard Alford. You know, the only non-City player to be inducted in the Hall of Fame for Manchester City. He got that in 2006. Mm. This is a guy that's so, so well respected. Going to be sadly missed. Uh, I just want to put something out there as well for City fans. Um, who's going down to Fulham on Saturday. On Saturday. I'm trying to get this going on Twitter. I hope people see the tweet. If you follow me, it's at Fanzone Danny. Uh, just retweet, get involved. Let's wear the old city colours. He was he was one of them guys. You always saw him with a red and black city scarf on. When you, you think of players, you think of people around the club, and you associate him with a shirt. Or we've got, he had the red and black scarf, the old city co- away colours. Um, so I'm going to tr- I'm trying to get all the blues that are going down to Fulham, including myself, on Saturday. Let's wear red and black for Bernard. Let's give him a great send off. Thank Cheers, Danny. Yeah, legend, and I'm sure that, uh, you know, send your messages in eight double seven double one. Uh, what a man. And you know what? Do that. Do what Danny said. Wear the red and black. Uh, it'd be a, a lovely tribute to him. Uh, and I'm sure City, City are always class with stuff like this. I'm sure yeah. he'll be remembered uh, very well on the on the home. Uh, yeah, yeah Cardiff next week, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. it'd be unreal. Uh, thank you very much, Peter Barnes and Danny, for that. Um, Mint. I'm going to move on to you. Hello, Laura. Laura Beth's in the studio. Now, Laura Beth is on the first time on the Wednesday Club, which means you're going to do our initiation yes. of Sheffield <laughs> Wednesday. Oh, right, so get on the chair. We won't the chair. We won't do that now. the chair and away <laughs> we go. Sorry, Steve. It's been Laura. around three times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Laura, you've come in because you uh, had a wonderful... Uh, well, you are one of the first female stadium announcers in EFL football. Uh, you, this is awesome. I this, this is awesome. awesome. <laughs> so first of all, tell us which, which club is it? It's Rochdale Football Club. Rochdale Football Club. And you st- you've already done it. I have, yeah. I did it the first time on Saturday. <clears throat> How was that? Terrifying, but but really good. You felt like you'd achieved something massive after you'd done it. Definitely. Down at Spotlands. Down, yes. Uh, well, it's not what? anymore, is it? What? It's the Crown Oil Arena now. The Crown the program. Get with the program. Right. program. Well, so when you get the when do you get the call, Laura? That you, they they want to they bail you up and they want to say, listen, you are going to be the same announcer on Saturday. When was that call? So it was back in about maybe late January, early February ish. Okay. Um, and the regular stadium announcer, who is still doing the job, because a lot of people panicked and went, no, he's, he's not leaving, is he? <laughs> which he wasn't. Mm. I work with him on a different radio station. I won't say which one. It's okay. And um, he sat, like they said, because he, he, there's a few that he couldn't, he couldn't do, so he was like, need someone to step in. And they said, oh, well, who, who can you think who of? Who in the entire Rochdale area can speak in public? That's <laughs> and they narrowed it down to one person. <laughs> yeah. One person. I was going to say, that might be you. a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a challenge, me. mate. <laughs> no, and uh, he said, oh, well, there's one person, yeah, I work with her, she produces for me. If anyone knows how I work, it's her. She cool. can get into my mindset. She can do this. And so he, he suggested to me, and he said, if you think that sounds horrendous, you don't have to do it, that's fine. And I said... No, I think I think that's uh, something I'd want to do, and then they kind of discovered that I'm one of the first girls as well. So that makes it even. Crazier. And let me tell you, it isn't easy. I knew. Know, how long do you think it was going to take before Danny brings up that he's done it already for months? <laughs> that's absolutely. About, no, no, I'm just trying to pay a bit a of a tribute to how difficult the job is. Why have you done difficult. it, Danny? 
Oh, look at him. Have you done it, Just because he's a United fan and I've told Manchester <laughs> again for the umpteenth time that Listen, he's a United. We all know you're a United fan, Joe. Do you know who's you know a stadium announcer? Do you do the uh, City sometimes? He does, do he? does yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew you were a closet blue, you two. I knew it. I knew it. Thanks a lot. No, it is a very difficult thing to do. It's really nerve-wracking, but that fulfilment of like you say Rochdale scored they won the game as a Rochdale supporter to be able to announce that to everyone with real enthusiasm you must have enjoyed that it was amazing absolutely yeah it was we won 3-1 got to yes. get that in haven't we obviously and it was brilliant yeah getting to announce but also that it was nerve wracking as well because of the fact that Dave who's the regular stadium announcer he said you um, pretty much anything you do no one's that bothered but the scoring of the goals <laughs> that's the most important bit if you get that wrong everyone's going to jib you for the rest of your life when you, when you lose don't fall for them number yeah. plates can you know like we, we saw yeah, in, yeah. in the press a few weeks ago any one dodgy num yeah 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 four, four ABJ that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the one that was the one yeah that was, that was just that was all in the press Joe you're alright with that it was in the yeah, pit it was in all the papers we've had that clear did you do any practising did you get in your bedroom where you doing any like yeah. oh here we well, go that's it because I've done doing stand up I've had to introduce acts can you do stand up Steve yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah. you didn't have a go at him did you yeah, because you, you didn't, read you sticky make together <laughs> that's what it is show, mate. Stand up for the that's a nerve wracking show um, so a variety show <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was in a pantomime horse costume <laughs> 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 I had to walk backwards all the time it was horrendous uh, so you start low and then end high even if it's a, even if it's an act you can't stand as a you know as a comic a fellow comic please Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the and that's what you even if you're losing, if you say that, people, you just, did, people just start cheering. Yeah. People just people do, do what you want to do. What that's about it. names? Names. Any yeah. tricky ones, yeah, that's a good so, one. So yeah, we have a player called Cossie and Claire. And if you see this mm. written down, it looks nothing like Cossie and Claire. Mm. And uh, that's pretty much the only one we've got in our squad. But obviously the other uh, team, you don't know who you're gonna get. So basically you just turn around to the uh, away commentator behind you and just say how do you pronounce that? You can't yeah. trust well, these people. I don't, I don't oh, want to go. Oh, here we go. Here's another story. <laughs> Running the risk of Joe having another go at me. And it is just because <laughs> it's relevant to the lady that's in the studio. It's relevant to the lady that's in. I I, I did when a city city. women's game over at the CFA <laughs> and they were playing Zvedstaperm, they were called. Um, wow. And literally every single name was about 40 letters long, right? <laughs> and, and in the end, I was looking at it thinking, no one's going to have a clue whether I'm right or wrong. So basically, I got, I got told one time, like you've probably been told, if you say it with conviction, people yeah. will believe you. So I read each one out, like proper passionate, <laughs> proper like as if I knew. I never got one complaint. So maybe, I doubt maybe I got a lot right, but no one knew. It would raging though, if you say it with conviction. Yeah, well, Svetlana. Is there any, any more this season coming up, <laughs> Laura, that you're going to do? Yeah, uh, it's a good one. Not sure yet. So uh got to obviously talk to them, see how it went, how they think it went yeah. on Saturday, which I, I think it went well, so I'm hoping. Anyone at the ground you knew, so they give you any feedback, going, oh, do you know what? You mega then. Well, my mum and dad came. My mum and dad actually met at Rochdale Games back oh, in the day. Really? So, uh, yeah, so they've been lifelong A Rochdale, Rochdale love child, right in front of That's us. me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's nothing to be proud of. No. Yeah, they must have been buzzing for you. I mean, You've got a symmetrical circle. face. That's rare, rare for a Rochdale love child. <laughs> <laughs> it, it must come full, full circle. So they met. I've watched that at the ground, watching football. Well, this sounds like it's completely made up, but it's true. My mum used to be the team hairdresser in the 90s. Oh, wow. Seriously, they had a team hairdresser. So did Danny. 
Mullets. <laughs> Were they like mullets then and perms? <laughs> sort of like the uh, like nineties like curtain. Okay. I love yeah. that. The team hairdresser, yeah. Clint. And your dad was a football player. Was taking a picture of Hasselhoff in. Can have it like that. No, he was he was a fan and he had his eye on her and he never said anything. And then they went to this. And he had his other eye on the hill. Sorry, this is just let me interview. Laura. I liked that. I was good. You did. Very good. And when did so they met there? Met there and then there was an away game at Aldershot and he, I know, romance really, know all of it. So, so he, they went and uh, and he spoke to her for the first time and said, oh, there's an away game at Torquay, do you want to come with us? And she said, oh yeah, so they, then they went to Torquay and then got on like house on fire and then he said, oh, when we got back up to Rochdale, do you want to go for a drink sometime? And, uh, well, yeah, they've been married for 26 years this oh, year. Oh, ma- so amazing. It's, uh, there you go, it works quite well. This is old school dating, I love these stories. It's all, it's all Tinder and what's that one you were saying? You were on Danny the other, oh. the other one? <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> the G1, what's that? I don't know. Yeah, anyway, I, don't so, know but I love these old school love yeah. stories. You don't do that anymore. It's like yeah. kind of texture. I like you, sort of thing. Let's yeah. go for a virtual drink, mate. Virtual drink with the team hairdresser. And it doesn't and exist anymore. Still together now? Yeah, 26 years. Just said that. 26 year. years. I know. Yeah. Don't listen, does Laura, no, thank you very of... much for coming in and spending the show with us. Uh, and you, uh, an amazing thing to do that, just to get up there with the courage and standing for the whole set stadium and do that. So if any, if you're ever doing it again, make sure we get you uh, to have a little chat with you before you do it. So then we can have the Rochdale fans that are listening to the show, they can be listening out for you. You should live stream it or something. Yeah, that'd be ace, wouldn't Facebook it? You know, to see what goes on. Pressure. And that. That'd be ace. That everyone's yeah. live streaming. Yeah, that'd be ace. <laughs> Just live stream it. Comes up and isn't it like someone's live streaming something. Somebody you don't know, no yeah, interest you're in. Aldi, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to take a little break uh, and we're going to have a chat with... Uh, Danny, because Danny's gone to see a film, uh, The Keeper. He wasn't in it, surprisingly. He was in the whole... What is, what is, what's <laughs> with her tonight? Hey, back, what's mate. with her over there tonight? Just, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have a chat with Danny. He's seen a film about Bert Troutman that's coming out on Friday. Uh, and we're going to do a little film review, if that's good. Yeah, ganging yeah. up on me. I'm reps. not ganging up on you. And we're also going to be previewing United City games as well as talking about contracts to do with Manchester United and could a big European team be coming in uh, for Marcus Rashford? All that and more right after this. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Joe McGrath and this is Wednesday. We are chatting all things football till 7 o'clock. If you've got the podcast, thank you very much. If you're listening and thinking, there's a podcast, yeah, that's how you get it. You search Manchester Football Social, wherever you get your podcast from. Hit subscribe and make sure you never miss an episode. I'm joined for about the next 20 minutes with Steve Shanyaski on the red side. Laura Beth, representing Rochdale Hello. today, yeah. And Danny Jackson from Manchester City, stadium Hello. announcer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. So uh, coming up red. on the show, we're going to have a chat about uh, Manchester United's contracts that need renewing. Herrera, will he be still at the club this time next year? Mm. And a big European team is apparently coming in for Marcus Rashford. Uh, all that, as well as a game of Sheffield Wednesday to introduce Laura Beth to the Wednesday club. Uh, uh, but now we're going to have a little uh, a little journey with uh, Danny Jackson. Danny Jackson. Danny. 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 Movie premiere. Don't be don't be being too nice Schmoozer. to me now. Creeping up. So Danny, last week we had a chat about you going to a film premiere of The Keeper, which is a yeah. Bert Troutman film. Yeah. You went uh, first of all. We had a chat about what were you going to wear? What did you wear in the end? 
I went with uh, blazer, shirt, shoes, smart jeans. Classic. I, I like it. Dressed yeah. Smart cat. Quite smart. So I want yeah. you just to basically talk us through the evening and yeah. then uh, a little review of the film, please. You know what? The whole evening was probably something I'll never do again. Um, it was unbelievable. It was that was, No, it was genuinely amazing. Um, but, you know, when you see these big film launches on TV, and you know, obviously it weren't quite like no, Brad Pitt. No, it wasn't, mate. Let's, anything, let's not kill ourselves. No, it was all right, Steve. <laughs> It. You're having a go at me tonight. I'm not, <laughs> not you, him, this time. Um, it was, um, we had like a, a pre sort of film uh, QA over at the Football Museum. The actors were having a chat about the film and stuff like that, uh, and we could ask questions. Mm. Um, champagne reception, then we got took on the blue carpet in the nice posh seats in the print works. We had popcorn and drinks Ooh. next to us. The gallery seats. And then um, and then afterwards they, they did more of a QA with with the actors uh, from the film. And uh, and then afterwards we went for drinks um, at uh, till about two in the morning. And that was great on a school night. That went down well. <laughs> that was all right. um, so yeah, all free. So it was that was nice. But you know what? The film itself, and I said this on Twitter as soon as I, I kind of came out, was this isn't just for City fans. There's no doubt about it. Niall, the producer on on the show, or one of the producers on the show, has seen it, and he's a he's a, a Portsmouth fan. Mm. And he actually said, you know what? You wouldn't even have to like football to enjoy it. It's a fantastic film. Really, really good. Obviously, it'll resonate more with City fans because love story. they know the story. Bit of loving it. Definitely a love story. Definitely a story of kind of. Um, there was quite some really struggling against things. diversity. I'm not. I'm not going to say, say too much because I'll probably give the plot away. But you know, there's some traumatic things that happened in Troutman's life oh. uh, that he had to overcome. But it was a really feel-good film. It was really well acted. Um, one of the main parts in it is the reason I, I got invited is a guy called John Enshaw. Who oh people yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Know John. He's been in loads of things and he's amazing in it. The lead actress is is absolutely amazing in it. And and it was just. A great film, really good, feel-good film. And if you're a City fan, you just have to watch it. It's one. Of, it's like Jimmy Grimble. You know, if you've not watched Jimmy Grimble Jimmy as a City Grimble. fan, I question your loyalty to the club. <laughs> Trotman's going to be the same. Are they going to bring out a Schmeichel movie? I'm looking forward to a Schmeichel movie. Good one. Could yeah. Be. So, yeah, overall, brilliant. Really. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah. How many uh, stars are you going for? Ten. Ten stars. Ten stars, yeah. Ten stars. Yeah. Danny Jackson, thank you very much. Oh, First yeah. time reviewing. Uh, right. <laughs> We're going to have a little uh, chat with Laura Beth, who is the one of the first female stadium announcers take, taking over uh, for Rochdale. Was it on Saturday yet? 3-1? Uh, 3-1 three, three one. Three one win, yeah. 3-1 beating. Um, That's a surprise. I've got to tell you, <laughs> I mean, on about it, we do a little thing on the Wednesday Club called Shuffield Wednesday. It's, okay. it's, honestly, it's very simple. We give you a letter of the alphabet and you have to name as many players we're going oh, for. No. Current yeah. players yeah, beginning with that letter. We're going to roll the dice and whatever it lands on, you're away. Okay? Now it's oh, got to be second no. names. Don't worry. Steve got one. Danny, I think, has got about three. Three, three, I think. Three, three, I record is four. So you've got 30 seconds to beat three. Okay? Right. I'm going to roll the dice. Now these whole, uh, current players, but if you give me kind of a relevant player, we'll go with it. Uh, what are you doing? Why are you, are you going to help her? No, no, no. I'm going to roll down as you the say. dice. Through rolling it. Your thirty seconds starts when I say the letter. It is today. W. W. Oh my. Wilbraham Rochdale. Um. Uh, w. 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 Uh. Walker. Yeah. City. Yeah. Of course. Um. W. William. William from Chelsea, that's yeah, three, that's one, three. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, um, oh, WWW. <laughs> no one else can think of no one. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of seconds left. Oh, you got one, two, three. Oh. Joint with Danny. Well done. It's tough. He can get you. I'm sure there's loads more. Wilson. Yeah. Could have got Wilson. Paul Walsh. Wilson. I got Paul Walsh. Weeter. That guy from Middlesbrough. Don't know his first name. It's called Weeter. 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 Not Bix. His surname isn't Bix. Weeter Bix. I love it. Right. Oh, right. Gonna, he's, he's, he's doubting yeah. me here, Steve. You carry on, John. No, no, and find out what his first name is. Right. Let's have a chat uh, over to more Manchester United because uh, the stories are circling about players' contracts that are running out, and one of them mm. being Ander Herrera. And there's some talk in the newspapers that, you know, he'd already had a contact with Paris Saint-Germain and could possibly be on his way there next season. His contract runs out come uh, July. So, have United sign him or someone else can? Now, I would have thought that considering United have already gone out their way since Oli took charge to re-sign Chris Smalley yeah. uh, and McTominay, United would put pen to paper soon as for Herrera, especially he's as he's shown been such form a, this shown year. Form. Really? What's going on, Steve? I don't know. I mean, is it just part of this leaving everyone waiting to find out what's going on at United? It's just everything they do about United at the moment is just stalling, waiting. You don't know what's going on in the background. What's Woodward up to? What's the Glazers up to? What's anyone up to? I'd get that guy signed. He's fantastic. Get getting new contract signed, everything like that. It's just, he's been amazing this year. Would you I, be upset come next yeah, year? Yeah, be good, devastated. Yeah, enough. he's definitely got a place on that team. First team every every week if he can play. More so than Matter. <clears throat> Matter's not got any legs left. I used to love Matter, but he's just got nothing on the pitch anymore. He's so slow. Herrera's not. What was that about Herrera? You like him? You'd be upset if he's not at United next year. <sighs> Yeah, no, I think I would be upset if he was at United next next year. Not as not as much as maybe other other players, but but yeah, I'd be Remember, upset. Keep cold of Herrera. Now, some people are talking that Herrera might be just a knock off the wage bill if United have to sign Paul Pogba on a higher contract deal. Money has to come from somewhere, and with Sanchez already on a ridiculous oh, amount of money. See, there there lies lies the problem. Problem, huge problem, and it always was going to be, wasn't it? When they signed Sanchez, you you, you kind of knew. Yes, I mean, even if they got the player they expected, he was still on a lot of money, and it was always going to cause problems. But the fact that they bought an absolute dud, as well as the fact the guy's on half a million pound a week, you know, what is the likes of Pogba thinking? What is the likes of Martial thinking? Oh, he's recently signed he's... a contract, I guess. You know, uh, Herrera. Yeah. I mean, he must be thinking, well. If this guy's on that much, then that his agent's going to be going, well, we want something maybe not comparable, but we, we want to be not far off. Um, so that's the precedent that you set when you, you give somebody them huge, huge wages. And it's I, screwing I, it up for the whole completely. Premiership, isn't it, if you think yeah. about it? Every well, player on the Premier must think, well, I'm better than Sanchez. But particularly United. Be- everyone yeah. could probably turn around and say, I'm better than Well, Sanchez. you could, Steve, <laughs> the way he's playing, to be honest. It's terrible, man. It's absolutely terrible. I don't know if, I don't know how he can go into work and not feel slightly embarrassed and, and at least try and dig deep. Every time he gets on the pitch, nothing happens. There's nothing 
nothing about the guy at all. Uh, What's gone on? I was going to talk to you about another story, uh, Rashford and Barcelona, the link uh, coming out of uh, Barcelona's new campus that they are interested in the youngster. Uh, £100 million is what's been reported that they'll put an offer in, but Rashford saying he is happy where he yeah. is. I'm interested in a date with Claudia Schiffer. It doesn't mean that it's going to happen, does it? Let's be honest. I mean, let's... Joe... United are not going to sell Rashford. Rashford does not want to leave Manchester United. Um, That's just a dead story. It's international break. The papers are scrapping around for things to talk about. Throw something like that into the equation with no substance behind it whatsoever. And you get people talking like us about it. You know, Rashford, I've said this before, you know, I do poke fun at United as much as I can, but Rashford is class. He is the one player at the United I would absolutely love to see in a City shirt. But you know what? that is probably never going to happen unless one day it comes where you know he, he feels he's done enough at United and he wants to step up to somewhere like Barcelona or Real Madrid. I'm sure they'd be interested in him. Uh, up till that day, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't know about you, Steve, but I don't think. No, he's, going he's just he's United, and we'd have to change that new song as well. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a nightmare, wouldn't it? Obviously. Well, Ollie at the wheel one. Is that gone now? Is that one gone? That Ollie at the wheel one now? Is that still doing it, mate? All the way through the game, it's still going on. That song is a dead man walking, no doubt about it. Let's have a look to our weekend fixtures because Danny, you're going down to to Fulham. I sure am. What yes. time do you train? Ten past six. Oi, ten nice past six from, uh, well, it's actually twenty past six from Stockport, ten past six from Manchester, but I'm getting it from Stockport. Um, yeah, it's an early start, half twelve kickoff yeah. at Fulham. Again, another one of them that Sky don't really look at the supporters' travel because Fulham is a bit of a pain in the neck to get to. But you know what? I don't know if you guys have ever been to Fulham away, it's amazing. Craven Cottage is old school one of them very few kind of traditional grounds the setting of it is mm. unbelievable um, it's a proper family place for them anyway the club you know you can probably see that when you watch it on Sky yeah. they just quite they have, they have neutral ends where fans from both teams can be that says a lot about the kind of people that watch Fulham you know they're all minted they're there just for a day out you know and, and you know <laughs> they, but the atmosphere is pretty good the atmosphere is usually pretty good for a day good. out but you know what off the pitch, the the great, the fantastic. On the pitch, they're struggling. I mean, I've watched nah, a little bit terrible, of Fulham this season. Terrible. I was just saying in the break, wasn't I? I watched the game against Liverpool, and Liverpool made really hard work of that result. But I watched that first half, and I was almost cringing watching Fulham. They were so slow in transition. You know, the ball was just not getting moved around. They always almost looked like they needed extra touches. I just think if we're anything like on our game, which, you know, let's be honest, Pep Guardiola... You know, he'll get the guys chomping at the bit. Yeah, quite a few if, rested during international yeah, break. Cause more United than normal. Have. Yeah, wow. more than normal. Everyone we had a lot be. rested. But also, you know, the injuries that we've been plighted with. Is that a word? Plighted? Yeah, I think it is, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to go with it. Anyway, plighted? Uh, no, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Um, the, the injuries that we've had... Um, yeah. <laughs> are starting to kind of ease off you know Fernandinho's in full training De Bruyne's in full training yeah, Mendy's yeah. in full training so hopefully for this last third of the season you know we're going to have Touchwood a reasonably fit strong squad there's only one or two play- even Otamendi's fit I think now so I think it's only Fabian Delft by the looks of it that's actually out and Claudio Bravo who's who's out all year but um, I, I expect City to do a job on Saturday I expect that <clears throat> we, 
Lingard, we have, everyone was off, well, from United was off from international break for England. I don't know about Pogba yeah. and that, but um, it wasn't Lingard off for I think like it was a dental? Injury. It was injury stuff. It was dent- it, didn't he have some sort of dental appointment? I know Robertson did at Liverpool, Yeah, Robertson had to go to yeah. the dentist. Yeah. Uh, so oh, United, the dentist. <laughs> three o'clock kickoff uh, at Old Trafford for Manchester United. Not one, not one since uh, Paris Saint-Germain game. Uh, Arsenal defeat and Wolves defeat two in big games there you expect things to get back to winning ways <sighs> Watford is a funny bogey team sometimes aren't they a little bit worrying I would have said Laura you worried uh, they can be worrying yeah but we we beat them last season though so wish we compete them I just, again <laughs> I just feel after this international break there's going to be a great regrouping and a focus there's what there are eight games left now of the season I think that's enough the lads can really focus eight games left it's unbelievable that, it? and everyone's pitching United though. for fourth you know all the all the press, I'm all not the journalists. All talk. You're not. Where are you Everyone. not going to finish? Fifth. Nah. Over Chelsea. Over who? I think. I think it'll be. I'll be Arsenal. I think Arsenal will get. Okay. Will get it because only because that. If you look at Arsenal's running compared to yourself and uh, and Chelsea, it, it's far easier. So I would. I would go with Arsenal if I was going to put a bet on it. It'd be Arsenal. We've got you coming up, haven't we? Yeah. Twenty fourth of April. Twenty yeah. fourth. Guess what day that is? A <laughs> Wednesday. Wonder what we'll be doing. Yeah. I don't know. I've been um, way back from Heathrow <laughs> that day to oh, get to get you? to. Old, I land at Heathrow seven in the morning. Drive up straight to the swamp. I mean straight to Old Trafford. Watch the mighty blues. <sighs> To the theatre of dreams, you said. <laughs> you know, you know what it's. <laughs> we got to go, uh, but thank you very much oh. for uh, for listening. Uh, we have been the Wednesday Club uh, with Steve Shanyaski, Laura Beth, uh, Danny Jackson, and myself, Joe McGrath. Go and get the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for coming, and we'll do a little communal goodbye. Communal goodbye starts now. Bye. Bye. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.